We'd like to welcome you all here this evening and welcome you to this retreat. Um, for those of you who haven't met us before, I'm Norman and this is Brad, and we're both very pleased to to be here again at Guy House. I think this is was this our fifth. I have no idea. I think it's our fifth time <coughs> teaching together here, teaching this this retreat. And it's a retreat and a treat for us. Uh, just before I go any further, I just want to ask, is there anyone here who did not fill out and hand in the registration forms with all the questions? There seems to be more people than forms that we received. All right. <laughs> okay, we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> intention, intention. In, in the meditation practice, intention is, is a rather important piece. And um, we all come on retreat, I think, with our own intentions, whether we're aware of it or not, there's, there's something that has brought us here. And, and often we're not aware of exactly what it is, but, but whatever it is that's brought us here, I think forms the basis for an intention, an intention in being on this retreat, an intention behind the interest in meditation and Qigong. And for many people on this retreat, I would, I would guess that the intention is to, to bring into life or to find in life some, um, could say, some sense of ease and well-being in our lives. And that, that, that sense of ease and well-being may be something that we're looking for because of, um, because of physical condition physical illness or physical discomfort or physical limitations. And we have heard or we have experienced that meditation and qigong may contribute to some healing. And, and there's, of course, there's lots of research in the last number of years um, showing that both meditation and qigong do support healing in many different ways. So for some it's the physical, and for some it may be coming um, as a retreat from difficult emotional or psychological or mental states or conditions. And, and, and looking, looking for ways to bring more ease and well-being into our lives even in the presence of these difficult conditions. So we come to the retreat, and as I said, often without, without even having the awareness or the consciousness of that intention, we come with these intentions. And the retreat, retreat is designed as a, a set of conditions to offer us support in this seeking, offer support in this, this quest, we could say, for the, the ease and the well-being, 
for less living with less stress and less distress. And just want to mention a couple of aspects or a few aspects of the retreat which are kind of built in, which are part of the structure to, to provide us with this support. And the first thing that I want to, I want to mention is myself and Brad. And I, I want to kind of emphasize right from the beginning that our intention in being here is to offer you support in whatever way we can. Our reason for being here is to provide you with support in this retreat. And so if at any time during the retreat you're feeling that you're having any difficulty or any confusion or uncertainty, we're here for you to approach. So please, please, if that's a situation for you, don't hesitate to let us know. And um, you can leave a note for either one of us on the board out there, or um, if there's something that feels really feels like a crisis, just to to come and let one of us know, and we'll we'll give you a time to meet with us. Okay, so there will be opportunity for individual meetings, either um, both, if you really feel that there's a need for it, and also through the retreat we'll be putting up times for you to sign up. Uh, for, for individual meetings, and we'll also be having small group meetings, and tomorrow we'll put up information about small group meetings with you. So I really want to emphasize that our intention and our reason for being here is, is to give you this kind of support. Another support that we have is the schedule. Um, I actually, I didn't notice if the daily schedule has been posted yet. So, the schedule posted? That's not your job. It is? Okay, good. So so presumably at least most of you or many of you have, have seen the schedule. And if you've done the retreat or done a retreat before, the schedule is quite familiar to you. If you haven't done a retreat before in this style, um, the schedule can look pretty daunting and intimidating and maybe terrifying. Um, I really want to emphasize that the schedule also is intended as a support. And it functions as a support in many ways. Um, and, and I think through the retreat, you'll, you'll find for yourself how, how the schedule is a support. And, of course, one of the ways that it's a support is that it means you don't have to decide what to be doing at any given time the schedule tells you, so you're free of having to make those decisions. Okay, and, 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 this, and if you haven't done a retreat before, this may seem kind of strange, but those who have done retreats, I think, appreciate this. And, um, and as, as we proceed in the retreat, um, I think many of you who may not have experienced this before will, will find this, that it's, it's, really, it's really a relief on the system. And, and, and just the fact of, of not having to make a decision, what should I be doing now, what can I be doing now, where could I go now, just not having to make those decision, decisions, that in itself can be a healing. 
So the schedule is really is really intended as a support, and as I mentioned, you can you'll find through the days how the schedule supports you. Another another support in the in the structure is the um, the five precepts or guidelines that the 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 manager giving the the opening talk referred to, and. Um, and I just want to, I'm not going to repeat them. I think they're posted somewhere. But just, um, just, I just want to mention that they are, again, intended as a support. And, and these, these guidelines, these precepts, very much function as a support in that they, they allow each one of us to settle into our practice without being disturbed by or interfered by intentionally by anyone else. And it also serves as a support in that these, these guidelines are ongoing reminders to ourselves just to come back to our own experience and to our own relationship to other people, to objects, to, to life in general. And so these these guidelines, these precepts, create a, a space of safety, a space in which we can bring our attention within ourselves and not have to be concerned about or, or worried about or anxious about what others are doing or where others are or what's going on around. But we can really allow for settling into our own being. And so if, if you're not familiar with, with these precepts, I, I really encourage you to, uh, to take the time and, and read where they're posted. Um, yeah, they posted just, just inside the main, on the, on the notice board, yeah. Okay, so take some time to, to have a look and, and to, reflect, to reflect on these through the days together. Okay, so, so we have these, these supports of um, myself and Brad and the schedule and the, um, the, the precepts or the, these, these guidelines. And, and they're basically guidelines for living together in community in a way that, that there is trust and there's harmony and there's ease of being together. just want to speak very briefly about the meditation. And, of course, um, hopefully one of your intentions in coming here is to meditate. Uh, but that does raise the question of what does that mean? Because different people have different definitions and different ideas about meditation. There are lots of different forms, different styles, different methods, different schools of meditation. And so I'd just like to speak briefly about um, what, I guess, what I, what I mean <laughs> when, I, when I talk about meditation. And, and hopefully, um, for each of you during this retreat, this will kind of be a guideline for, for intention, for direction, for um, approach to meditation. 
So I, I would like to propose that that what I what I refer to as meditation has um, as as two main aspects to it, or two main components. There are two two qualities we could say, which when combined together. Um, give rise to what I would say is meditation. And the first of these is mindfulness. And mindfulness is really the foundation of the meditation. And, and mindfulness is, um, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the foundation, it's the basis of the meditation. And what I mean by mindfulness is Essentially, it's, it's consciously bringing the attention to the present experience. It consciously, and then the, the consciously is an important part of it. Um, so consciously bringing the, inten- bringing the attention to the present moment experience. So, so in mindfulness, there's, there's very much a sense of coming to rest with the present experience, being at rest, and and having a a degree of ease with the present experience. And and the mindfulness, this bringing the attention and and having this ease is really a support for the second quality or the second component, which is interest or curiosity. It's really, it's not just being mindful, it's not just to bring attention to the experience, but it's to really take interest in that experience. And through this retreat, at times, the, the object for mindfulness and for interest will be quite defined, be very specific. For example, the experience of the body breathing or the experience of some particular sensation in the body. And sometimes it will be more open, more spacious, and and not so directed, but more a matter of allowing whatever experience presents itself to be the object for mindfulness and interest. So the, so the, the, the object, or lack of object, will change during the retreat. But these qualities of mindfulness and really taking an interest in the experience. And not, not just in the experience itself, but in our relationship to the experience. How am I relating to what's happening in this moment? Am I relating with desire, wanting more of it, wanting to keep it? Or am I relating with some form of aversion, wanting to get rid of wanting to change it in some way, wanting to make it better, wanting it to be different? Or am I just ignoring it, maybe? Just no interest whatsoever in it. I'm just kind of getting bored. So it's, so it's, it's the, the noticing and the taking interest, not just in the object, but in how I'm relating to it as well. And so if we think of meditation as being these, these two qualities coming together, these two qualities of mindfulness and interest, then we can see that perhaps what we often think of as meditation may be a very limited view. 
And by that, what I mean is that our, our view of meditation, or what we think of as meditation, is very often just sitting cross-legged on the cushion on the floor, with our eyes closed, being quiet, and doing whatever it is that we do in that posture. But if we, if, we, if, we, if we open to meditation being these two qualities, then hopefully we can see that meditation is not limited by the shape or the position of the body. And so through this retreat, we will be doing meditation in this posture of sitting, and some of us will sit cross-legged on the floor, some with cushion, perhaps some without cushion, Some of us will sit kneeling on a bench, some will sit kneeling on a cushion, some will sit in a chair. Um, The the sitting posture will vary and doesn't matter so much. We will see that we can do or practice meditation in a standing posture. We can practice meditation, we can meditate in movement. So meditation isn't limited to just this sitting posture. And, of course, the movement is what um, we may think of or we may refer to as qigong. But if we we accept this, this idea of meditation being mindfulness and interest, curiosity, investigation, then we'll see that qigong is actually meditation. Okay, and, and so we can kind of scrap the title of this retreat as being Insight, Meditation, and Qigong, and we can just say it's meditation. It's just a meditation retreat. And Brad will probably differ with me and say, no, no, it's just a Qigong retreat. But, but anyway, the, the, the point is that, that we, want, we want to emphasize right from the start that meditation and Qigong are not two separate things. Okay, whatever it is that we're doing, and I, I, I could say also that meditation in Qigong also includes the, the, the forms that I've mentioned. It includes the forms I've mentioned, but it also includes eating, lying down for a nap, washing, doing our, our jobs in the, in the work period in the morning, going to the toilet, whatever we're doing. It's all meditation. Okay, so we want to cultivate these qualities of mindfulness and interest right through the day. And, and, the, and the form of the retreat and the different structures of the retreat are all designed and intended to support that. And hopefully through that, giving attention through the mindfulness, hopefully we can come to to know our experience and to know our responses and reactions to experience in a way that's, that, that has a clarity and that gives rise to some understanding. Hopefully to, to understand ourselves, to understand our, our relationship to life in a way that can bring healing to us. It's not that we get healing, but the healing comes through this, through this seeing into life as it actually is.
Okay, so so just 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 wanted to mention those few things about the structure of the retreat and and about the meditation, and um, and Brad will speak about the uh, the Qigong retreat that we're that we're um, engaging in here these days, and then we'll finish the evening with with um, a sitting meditation period. sure uh, how this is going to sound because I'm quite thick with a cold at the moment so I have to excuse the snottiness of this talking <coughs> the occasional coughing I should think as well, maybe some sneezing <coughs> I'd like to talk about a rather support in these days together and uh, Norman's talked about the support of the schedule talked about the support of the, the teaching, the actual form of the practice, the sitting and the qigong. Another really important support for us here is silence. And for me, the silence creates a lot of space. So this retreat, we, we say it's a silent retreat, apart from Norman and myself kind of having the luxury to talk at the front of the hall that the retreat is in silence and it's in that silence that all arises all manifestation all life arises out of and goes back into that silence and on that level it's a very precious thing very precious experience and on that level, it's the underpinning of all of creation. Everything comes from that. And just giving yourself the luxury of the silence in these days, because for most of us in our life, it's something that's very rare. Our life is often very full of noise. In fact, there's never anything that's absolute silence. <coughs> But just taking the relative silence of taking away speech for five days. Just allowing the space for us to bathe in that, to be in that, to be with ourselves in that, <coughs> to luxuriate in that as a support for the inquiry, for the investigation, for the curiosity of our experience here. So as I pause between words and there's some silence, what happens? What are you aware of? Maybe it's the bird sound. Maybe it's your body. Maybe it's your breathing. Maybe it's your mind. Maybe it's the air on your cheek. Just in that space of silence, awareness can become more heightened. 
So it's a support for all of us here, and a support that we can give each other. That we're not engaging in the day-to-day conversation of life. <coughs> we say that we come on retreat. What, what are we retreating from? <laughs> it's always a good question to ask. And uh, <coughs> each of us may have a different response to that. Maybe part of the retreating is retreating from the the busyness of life and the endless conversations that we have that kind of fill the space. Often sure conversations can have meaning and depth and be very touching and heartful. But a lot of the time it's 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 kind of filling that gap that awkward bit, the space between. So we have the luxury here of not having to engage in, or oh, what do you do? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. And on some level, in not engaging in that, it gives us the opportunity to, on a more fundamental level, get each other on a more fundamental level to get oneself. But also that allows the possibility to really receive someone else on retreat as you stand in the dinner queue waiting for your pot of soup. You really sometimes just get a sense of that person in front of you or behind you in a way that with all the conversation you could never ever get. (coughs) So we really encourage you to luxuriate, to bathe in the silence, to really give yourself that gift, give each of us that gift of the silence here. And maybe especially if you've come here with a friend or a partner, someone that you know, to just give them the space on this retreat where you're not engaging in that way. Yeah, so if, if any time that you're worried about somebody on the retreat, whether it's someone you know or don't know, give them the space to be with themselves as they are. And if you're really concerned, contact Norman or myself. What happens in that space, in that silence? And part of the intention of the retreat is for us to find a way of letting go of so much that we do in our life. That's habit. And finding a way of coming back to simply being here being here just with ourselves as we are in the moment, receiving our experience. And we use the body as a ground for that, a ground of experience in our body, just receiving it as it is, mindful of the body just as it is as we're sitting here. 
and then was, was eventually becoming curious about what this experience of body is. We take for granted so much of the time we're not even aware of. <coughs> and the Qigong practice for me really gives very strong way of connecting to body. Because if we're honest, most of us live a little bit away, removed from that reality of body. And as a culture, <coughs> more and more this is the truth, that our reality is more on a mental level. And the Qigong really helps to bring us into relationship with the experience of body very directly, very immediately. And for me this is a, one of the main relevances of bringing Qigong into this environment, into a meditation retreat, is to help us become more in, with, related to experience of body. We'll start the retreat and we'll start each day with more of a physical practice with the Qigong. In a way it kind of matches where we are or the need of our body right now. Often we come to retreat and there's a sense of restlessness or agitation or sometimes there's just so much tension in the body. But just to be still can just seem like the hardest thing to do. So with the Qigong, we can begin with some very physical practices of the Qigong, just to help to loosen some of that structure. And in that loosening, it just helps things to kind of ground. In that grounding, we become more connected to the earth. so that we can really begin to feel our connection to ground as we sit, as we stand, as we walk. One of the basic practices of the Qigong, that sense of grounding, helps to discharge that kind of tendency for our energy, our experience to be more up here, and bring it more down into body. So I think for the first day or so, that will be, for most of us, what's happening, that sense of beginning to just land here in experience, land here in body, land here sitting on cushion, land here standing on ground. Just to really receive that experience of body on ground it can be very profound. It's not a thinking about, it's a direct inner experience. And as we settle into that sense of connection to body and to ground, what naturally arises is a sense of space can open up within us. 
physically, mentally, metaphorically. It's like the clutter. All that we come with can begin to settle. And in that settling, there can be a sense of openness and a spaciousness. And it's in that spaciousness that we can begin to see more clearly what is here, feel more clearly what is here, relate more clearly to what is happening. Things often then become less cluttered and mushed up and more distinct. In that sense of spaciousness, things can begin to be released, let go of in a very natural way, without trying to get rid of, trying to push away. It's a sense of space opening up, things freeing up. In that space being able to see more clearly, directly, what is so, what is here, what is happening now. Coming to direct relationship with the experience of now as it is. The Qigong practice is very simple, we can break it down to several parts. Physically, we take a gesture. So we can take a gesture of standing, or we can take a moving gesture. So one of the gestures that we'll work with is very kind of classical Qigong, called holding the Qi ball, or holding a ball. So we take a gesture physically. We connect to the intention mentally. So we can take a gesture and we can have many different intentions. We're keeping the intention very simple on the retreat. So we take the, the ball and the intention could be just to connect to the belly. Yeah, be aware of the experience of life in belly. Take the gesture, connect to belly. So there's a physical gesture, the mental intention, and then we just simply open to the response. Gesture, intention to connect the belly. And the mindfulness that Norman was speaking of, of what happens. What is your experience of that? What is the response? Like with the meditation, there are many, many hundreds of ways of practicing Qigong. Many are very directive in their intention, trying to manipulate or direct consciousness or energy, or both. That is not the intention of this form of, of Qigong that we're practicing here. form of Qigong that we're practicing is more about really fundamentally letting go into one's experience than trying to change it.
So on that level it's less of a doing practice. Many forms of Qigong really build up our ability to do in quite powerful ways. The form of Qigong that we'll be practicing here intentionally brought to cultivate our ability to be with our experience rather than to try and change it in any way or form. So just out of interest, who has practiced some form of Qigong before, previously, who's done some Qigong? Oh, that's more than half of us, great, okay. I'll say it, I should think, many times during the retreats, but the challenge for us all whether we've practiced before or not, is to begin again. It's just to really start anew, afresh. And on some level, those of us that have never done Qigong before, have got a bit of a head start here. Yeah, There's less, maybe, expectation of what's going to happen. So each moment, is it possible just to let go of trying to make anything happen, trying to achieve anything, trying to have an expectation of it should be the same as it was before, and just begin again as it is, fresh and new. <coughs> it's kind of fascinating talking and just uh, different sinuses kind of popping open and opening as I speak, so it seems quite therapeutic to to be talking. Maybe I should just carry on talking for the rest of the evening and by the end of it my sinuses might be completely clear.